everyone, it's Melissa. Welcome back to another episode of the Social Angle Podcast. Today, me and Vin sit down with Johanna Gottlieb, who is the Vice President of Sales at Access Promotions, powered by Halo. In addition, she's also the chair on the board of directors for Promo Kitchen. And she's just an all around amazing person and outstanding promo professional who is just doing awesome things. So if you guys aren't following her on social media, go and do it right now. (laughs) So today, me and Vin talk with her about social selling. Um, We specifically talk about how Johanna uses Pinterest um, in her onboarding process for sales associates to get them up to speed on what her clients like. And then she also talks to us about how she's used social media to streamline workflows and working with clients. In addition, she also talks about how you can use social media effectively for prospecting, fostering connections with ideal clients, um, and also, you know, how that can lead to sales, right? So a very exciting episode. We can't wait to share it with you. So let's dive in. Joanna Gottlieb, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? We're doing well. What's the weather like out in Chicago today? Um, it was like 80 yesterday, and it's a cool 40 today. So we're living really here. <laughs> wow. Um, it's pretty cold. It's getting. It's definitely like a hard fall, and we're just getting ready for you know crisper air. No complaints. Nothing yeah, we can handle. It's dreary out this way. We're. I mean, we got a lot of rain today. Um, but it's supposed day. to be nice this weekend. So, all right, so let's get started. Um, why don't you, before we get started, obviously, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in the promo space. Yeah, so I got started at Access Promotions about 14 years ago, or 15 years ago, excuse me, in New York City. I'm a Long Islander and started working there. I was hired to work for two women who had their different books of business. And I was account manager, sort of learning the business, quickly decided I wanted to be uh, my own salesperson. So connected a little bit with Larry Cohen, the owner of Axis about prospecting and all the things people don't like to do. And I said, I want to do those and I want to learn. And I started to prospect a little bit and book, built a book of business. A few years later, found love, uh, decided to move to Chicago, told Larry I'd like to open an office in Chicago. And so I came out to Chicago in 2012 and have had an office here since. We have a small team here now, and we're sort of just growing very organically, trying to grow the Midwest business and kick ass and take names. So you're a Long Islander, huh? Yeah. Jets fan? I hope not. Um, My brother-in-law would like me to say yes. Um, My father doesn't really care, but go Giants, go Jets. Uh, you know, I'm a Jets my husband fan. would kill me if he heard any of this. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Jets fan. It's it's suffering time. I mean, they're just dreadful. Um, But yeah. That's my awesome. husband's a diehard Bears fan, so this conversation is not happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit this part out. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing about how you got started. I know that we had talked prior to this, and I found it so interesting that you're using social media um, in regards to your training process for onboarding new sales associates. So I wanted to just kind of ask you why you think that's important. Yeah, so one of the things our team does is we use a Pinterest page. And so it's um, we have several boards for clients. So some of our larger accounts we have boards for. Some are public where anyone could find them and some are private where if the client doesn't want people to see their merch, we keep it private. 
the boards have really turned something to us that we use more internally, not externally, because we can just keep track of who's doing what projects. Often, if I'm doing a Zoom with a client, I jump onto a client's board and share um, projects to see like the scope of work we're doing, how we can kit, how we can add crinkle, a note card, variable data. So I'm not going through a million decks and looking for things and saying, oh, let me find it in this email. It's all on a beautiful Pinterest board. Pinterest for me is such a no brainer. Our industry is so creative, so visual. And Pinterest, I always say, is like a crazy rabbit hole of creativity. And ironically, I don't really use it personally because it's so time consuming, but professionally, I love just how clean our boards look and how we can see a collection of work. You know, clients rebrand, we have their cataloged old logo, we have their new logo, all the work they've done. So when we onboard client or rather salespeople, we just say, you know, if you're looking for a taste of what this client likes and the work they've done over the last five years, instead of me sit through with you about projects and POs, why don't you jump on Pinterest? You'll get an immediate taste of like, they're into tech. Wow, they do a lot of apparel. So they get a sort of a visual of color schemes, uh, brands, where they're doing it. Are they doing tone on tone? Are they front left testers? Are they hoodie? And so it gives them a nice quick visual of the work that they're doing. That is so cool. When you were telling me about this before, I was just like, that's so smart. And I always love to hear how people use social media, like individually in their own process for their promo company, because that is, you know, instead of you, like you said, in taking like 30 minutes to onboard somebody and explain, it's like, here, you have this really powerful visual tool to see all the previous work that you've done, the color scheme and get like a really rich snapshot that probably gets them up to speed so much quicker than maybe doing a more traditional training or onboarding method with them. So exactly. Really it's for our clients also been, we've had phone calls where we come in on this work day and someone will say a direct link to a pin, a pin on Pinterest from their board and say, we wanna reorder 200 of these. So they sort of think it's a web store without being a web store because it's so visually laid out like a web store. Right. They know it's not in stock that I'm going to need, you know, whether it's a short ship or a repeat or a repeat with a tweak, or they'll say, our colleague did these, we saw it on Pinterest, can you do something like this? So it initiates a conversation with us without us even trying to sell, they're coming to us because they're doing the work on their end and going to the board. Nice, okay, so it's like a time save as well, you know, like for, for them and for your process for getting them what they need. That's exactly, they'll all they'll say, oh, I completely, I forgot I had an event, let's just repeat the fidget spinners we saw on the Pinterest board or whatever it might be. That's awesome. Yeah. So when it comes to incorporating kind of like the relationship between social media managers or social media specialists, I should say, and sales, um, do you have any tips for maybe fostering buy-in from a sales professional to use social media? Yeah, I mean, Pinterest is just one of the platforms. It's one we use heavily, but I have constantly say in this industry, if you want to keep up, you're going to have to adapt to the changes, whether that's using Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Trello, Slack, all these things and all the things that we're all using. If I've heard so many people say, well, I don't do it that way. I keep my journal. I do it this way. This works for me. And that's fine. Everyone needs their own system. But if Melissa and Vin are using this and I'm not, then I'm just not part of the conversation and neither are you with your clients. So it's really important to make sure you can adapt to all the different platforms. On the social media side, I just feel Again, Pinterest is so creative. It's such an easy way to put your work out there and put a collection and almost a portfolio. Like I tell our clients, if I have 
a client and she is the, you know, the lead person buying swag at her company, make it something that you can show your boss in one year. You know, I tell her, you take the credit. Don't even tell her I did this. Say, here's a portfolio of the work we did this year and all the merch that we've purchased. And her boss will think it's great and take the credit. You don't have to give me the credit. So everyone can use it for their own advantage for sure. That's awesome. I like that. Yeah, uh, Joanna, um, you uh, you watched a presentation that Melissa and I did yesterday for Virtual Education Day, which was really about building relationships and how you can, you know, um, you know, actually get to sales through social media. So why don't you, can you tell us a little bit about how you use social media to find potential clients? Yeah, this is such a no brainer for me. And it almost makes me laugh when I think about people not using it. So, you know, back in the day, we weren't always handed information. So when I started prospecting and cold calling in 2006, 2007, I would just kind of stay late at work, set Google alerts for clients I wanted to go after. So I'd get an email about what they were doing and their press releases. You know, I'd look at their web pages, read papers, read publications. And now that information is literally being fed to you. So the minute I have an interest with a client, let's say I'm looking to go after Nickelodeon, who's actually a client of ours in our New York office. Immediately, if there's an interest for me to go after Nickelodeon, I'm going to follow them on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and then I'm getting alerts immediately. You know, we're all on social. We're all scrolling. I might see, oh, Nickelodeon won best places to work. Guess what? I can then go to my prospect and say, I noticed you won best places to work. That's really cool. Access is one best places to work the last six years in a row. Are you guys doing anything to reinforce company culture? Would you like to talk about what we're doing? And so it's just information that I can, I'm being handed that can give me the lead into as to start a really good conversation. And that's just being handed to you. You know, are they moving offices? Are they buying more space in the West Loop? Do they get in their WeWork and buy their own space? All of this is, ha is handed to you through social and I could just use it as a conversation starter. I mean, it's amazing um, with social media, I agree. Like there's no such thing as a cold call anymore. Like you really use social media to research your potential clients. I mean, like you said, the information is being fed to you. It's yeah. all out there. Um, you know, even from a personal perspective, if you know, you know that somebody's a, um, you know, a gatekeeper, some a decision maker, um, you can find them on Facebook. And you know, a lot of people, keep their pages private, but also a lot of people keep them open. So you can still find a lot about people. So back to the decision makers, um, do you have any tricks or tips or tricks to get to those people? Yeah, I mean, I think the reality in our industry is we're always looking for like the CMO, chief marketing officer, head honcho, big wig. And sure, they're probably making the big top level decisions, but I also know they have a team, right? So I'm looking for the event coordinator, the marketing manager, the event specialist. So if you're on LinkedIn and sort of poking around different people at the company, yes, I want to meet the CMO. Like that's the dream. I want him or her in the meeting so I can talk to them and get them on, on the phone. But I also want to get to know their team. That's probably where it's going to start. So I'm usually targeting them and perhaps sending them something along with the CMO. It's not just the CMO I'm looking after. Definitely. Um, so you mentioned Pinterest, um, which you know, to, to Melissa and I, that's fascinating. We just did our first podcast a couple weeks ago about using Pinterest. Um, you know, and, and I, we both agree it's like an untapped resource. I mean, the people that are using it in our industry uh, are using it well, and they're actually, you know, using it to their advantage to get sales. Um, so which social media networks do you think are most effective in prospecting? 
Uh, prospecting, I would have to say Facebook and Instagram for me. I love kind of following people on their pages, seeing, you know, Pioneer Logistics does the JP Morgan run every year. They always have a cool, you know, picture on their Facebook of the team wearing their green against Lake Michigan after the run. I can turn around and say, hey, I noticed you do the JP Morgan run this year. Access Promotions actually handles all the shirts for JP Morgan's domestically and internationally. Do you think that you need help with shirts for your race event next year? And someone will say something like, wow, I love getting the JP Morgan tees. That's so cool that you do that. I mean, it's a t-shirt. It makes them just feel super connected. And like, I did that race. That's so cool. And so I can talk about doing them, doing help. Well, I'm sorry, helping with their swag for that race as well as other merch. What about Facebook? Has Have you used Facebook successfully for, for leads and prospects? So I actually love going to Facebook and Instagram, sliding in some DMs for some quick information. So I always say the minute you try to get information, people just want to give it to you and move on. And so when you're calling a company to find out who the person in charge of buying merch is, you're probably not going to get, not going to get that person. And the person you do get, do get wants to just get you off the phone, which is totally cool. So instead of that tactic, if you don't want to go to the phone right away, I go to Facebook a lot and I'll say like, oh, I noticed you just won best places to work. Would love to talk to whoever's in charge of merch. And you can see right there on Facebook, usually responds in one hour, usually responds in two days. You can see the response rate. And so those, and I'll say, just looking for the name of the person to reach out to about promotional marketing. I can't tell you how many times someone's just done their job, answered the Facebook email and moved on to the next thing they had to do. And then I got... Vin's name and I'm winning. It's amazing. It's 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 kind of creepy how how easy it could be if you know what you're doing. Like if you just dig around enough, you do enough research, you understand the platforms, you can find out exactly what you need. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't. I, I'm definitely gonna say a lot of times it'll be like, oh, it's info at asi.com or something, and they'll blow me off. But if you keep trying, you will get it. I we received um, an into a client that turned into be a million dollar client through Facebook Messenger. That's awesome. That yeah. is incredible. I love stories like that. And I love how like socially savvy you are and that you've really like included social media in your workflow as a sales professional, you know, cause like you said, you're just being fed so much really great information. Why not use it to your advantage to connect with the right people? Yeah. Um, in regards to your success as a professional, how much do you think social media um, has contributed to that? So I definitely am now using LinkedIn more than ever. And so without realizing, you know, we always say there's lurkers, they might not comment or like, or say something about it. But a year later, someone will say, I noticed all the things you're doing on LinkedIn. I'm really impressed. Can we talk about this? So LinkedIn for me is a big one because you can professionally show some of the work you're doing or accolades. I'm using that a lot. And I definitely think it's attributed to some success and also just great networking opportunities. And it's funny, there's like, I'm at a point with my LinkedIn where I kind of know when things are going to happen because you can see who looks at your profile. Right. So last night I got an email, um, a notification, blah, 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 from blah, 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 looked at your profile. And I turned to my husband, I started laughing and I said, they're going to reach out to me for a holiday order tomorrow. And I got an email today saying, it's just like really funny and it's great. I'm not bragging and it'll be a great opportunity, but you kind of can tell from what you're posting, who's going to look at what. We'll share, um, projects about our unboxing kits that we do as self promos and clients will come to us and say, we noticed you posted a great unboxing video. We want to do something like that. So I think it really, really helps value of selling. I'm sorry, the value of social on LinkedIn has really been great for me. 
That's interesting. And I like that you're leaning into LinkedIn because honestly, I think that too, you know, sometimes people underestimate the power of LinkedIn and how valuable it can be for B2B. So I like that you have that like in your wheelhouse. In regards to everything that's happened this year in 2020, do you think that the pandemic has increased the value of using social media? Like yes or no? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the reality is we're not seeing each other more. People Mm -hmm. are sort of scrolling more on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram when they can. So why not use that to your advantage and try to get more information, but also brag about the work that you're doing, share the work that you're doing. As distributors, we should be sharing these cool case studies that sort of take people back and say, I want to work with them. Right. You mentioned Kiani and her Instagram feed. Wow. Like I told Kiani, she's going to kill it in a few, just weeks, months, years, the way she's putting her Instagram out there. She'll have clients that want to want to work with her. Not that she'll be going after because of the way that she set up that feed. Right. I totally agree. Well, Joanna, um, I really, you know, appreciate you coming on the show today. Before we let you go, we have one question for you. Um, fun question. What's your dream job if you didn't work in promo? Okay, you guys are definitely going to laugh and think I'm kidding. <laughs> no, we're not. I've always wanted to be a clown, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm laughing at that one. Well, okay. The real answer is a teacher, but side hustle would be clown. I have like <laughs> love kids and I love entertaining kids and being really, really goofy. I think I'd kill it as a clown. So that'd be my side gig, you know, in this industry, like it or not, you're an educator. So teacher is like my second thing. I had actually gone to school and started to work on my teaching degree, but decided to pivot to marketing and advertising. And so I think I'd be a teacher for like kindergarten, first grade, like that age group is sort of my jam. I, I mean, I have to ask you about clowns. Are you not turned off by them? They don't no, scare I, you? No, I would be cool. I wouldn't be creepy. Well, that's good to know. What, Melissa, what about you? What, what would you be doing if not what you're doing at ASI? Okay, so I'm kind of like Johanna in that I would have like a split kind of like dream job. Like I feel like social is definitely my dream job. But if I wasn't doing this, it would be like just a baker. Like, you know, I feel like I really idolize that role. Like I know, honestly, like I worked in that industry prior to getting into digital and it's very stressful, but like, I still have this like idealistic version in my head where it's like, I just, you know, wake up and make cakes all day and it's like all sunshine, but like, I would love to be a baker. But if not that, a professional lottery winner. Like that would be <laughs> that, perfect. That would be it. Perfect. That's I'm crazy. so glad we're friends. <laughs> I know. I, you know. Spread the wealth. <laughs> so we have a baker, a clown, and my dream job. I went to school for journalism. I always wanted to be a music journalist. Uh, oh. I love music. Um, I, I thought I could be one. The problem with my writing is that I'm not my worst, my own worst critic. It takes me forever to write anything. So I knew after I went to school for journalism that journalism was not what I wanted to do. So (laughs) I kind of evolved into the web after college. Um, But yeah, you know, in a perfect world, I'd be like, you know, Cameron Crowe. Um, You know, I'd be writing for Rolling Stone magazine. Um, But you know what? I'll take I'll take uh, what I'm doing right now. I think it's pretty cool. I get to I work with great people. I get to interview great people. Um, So, yeah, not not too bad. Not too bad. I think we're all, we all, we all worked out pretty well. Yeah. That's a great industry. You know, I love it. I've come to love it over the years, 13 years I've been in this industry and you know what? I'm comfortable here. I really enjoy it. Same. I always say like, I feel like an industry cheerleader and just with clients, 
people sort of feel that energy. You know, I'm not like going into meetings, dragging them down. They're always like, I love that you love your job. And just to close up on social, I've had so many times where I'll go to a show and make my stories for Instagram, booth, 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 product, cool story, something I'm doing personally in Vegas, whatever it might be. And I can't tell you how many times clients don't react to product, but they'll say, you have such a cool job. You have such a fun job. You get to do such cool things. Or I'll go to a screen printer, you know, do stories on the screening and stories on what, what they're doing and the pressing and the plates and clients will say, your job is so cool. So totally agree with you. Totally feel like if you have that energy, you love your job, your clients will feel it. Absolutely. You know, um, this year, Melissa should have gone to her first ASI show and, you know, I, I rave about you know, the experience and how cool it is to be a social media person. Um, when you have all this great fodder for social media products, um, you know, and unfortunately that didn't happen this year, but you know, next year I'm hopeful, you know, Melissa will see firsthand what it, what a, what a trade show is like in the promo space. It's really, really cool. So fun. Yeah. Yep. Well, Joe, before we let you go, do you have any final thoughts you want to give a shout out to somebody, your business? Now's shout the time. Shout out to Axis Promotions. You can follow me on Instagram. I'm um, Promo Joe. Not kidding. That's my Instagram handle. But more importantly, Axis has a very cool Instagram feed. So follow us on Instagram. And you guys are doing great work. Keep it up. Love the podcast. Love the work you're doing and the education. And keep up the good work. Well, awesome. thank you so much. And thanks for joining us. It was a complete pleasure speaking with you. Thanks. Absolutely. Thank you, Joe. And for Joe and from Lissa, I'm Vinny. We'll see you next time on The Social Angle. See you next time, guys.